Hello and welcome to yet another edition of Disaster Dark. I am Nick. I'm, I'm Paul, Paul D. D. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's the pause in stereo. So you that's, got that's, how, that's how in sync they are now. How much that's of a team it. we are that we have to talk at exactly the same time. Always finishing off each other's... Sentences. Sandwiches. 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 Always sandwiches. We should know this by now. Um, and it's not just the two pools and myself tonight. We do have another guest. Um, and what makes this a bit more unique than the normal kind of guest we get on Dis After Dark is normally I'm the good-looking one. Um, <laughs> but tonight, that's not the case. Well, I kind of still am good-looking-ish, but we have someone even more good-looking. Um, Mystery guest, would you like to reveal yourself? Oh, hi, my name is Corinne. And thank you for the compliment. <laughs> it's very nice. Well, that's that's what us English are famous for: strange, strange compliments. But it was awesome. it, it was meant to be. Um, and and Corinne, I mean, um, you know, for for people that don't recognise the name or don't recognise the voice, um, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Of course, of course. So, okay, where do I start? I feel like I would mention so many things. I'm currently the owner of Disney Lifestylers on social media. I work for Inside the Magic Donut. I have a merchandise segment on the Big Fat Panda Show, and I'm also a part of the Dreamfinders documentary. <laughs> so basically, people listening to this podcast have probably caught you at least at one of these other places yeah. that they can find you. So I, I like to get around. So <laughs> excellent. That's what we like to hear. Now, um, I'm not sure if you're too familiar with with our podcast, but there is one way we start the show every week. Um, and okay. that is by having a drink. So, um, just so we don't confuse matters, uh, Mr. Dolan, if you'd like to kick us off. Okay, I'm getting two of my five a day here. I've got a passion fruit and apple old moot cider. Ooh, Cheers. Very nice, very nice. Corin, that is alcoholic cider. Not, <laughs> not, not soft. the American stuff. No, not the, not the soft stuff. Um, Mr. Washington. Sadly, I'm being really boring tonight because I ran 15k this morning. So, oh. glass of water. <laughs> Very sensible after running such a distance. Uh, I have gone for uh, a soft drink because I've run out of alcohol, unfortunately. Uh, so, this noise here is, of course, the old familiar uh, Cherry Pepsi Max. So, nice. so you're also um, getting one of your one a day. One of my five a day, which actually, yeah, yeah. actually, uh, <laughs> you, um, the reason I drink this is because um, when I first came over to America, I got addicted to wild cherry Pepsi. Oh. And we never had that in the UK until about three years ago. And they've called it Pepsi Max Cherry. So it's like a sugar-free version of that drink. Uh, but it tastes almost exactly the same. And it sounds very sugary for being sugar-free. <laughs> well, it's because it's full of fake sugar, isn't it? Yeah, Let's all the really nasty stuff. Yeah, all, all the stuff that, you know, probably will... will Give me an early grave, but um, mm-hmm. you know, let, you know let, let me try and enjoy this one. But it's got one. cherries in it, and there is well, cherries in it. Yes. Um, well, I drove 50, 50 kilometers today, and I'm drinking cider. And I, I think you're wimping out there. Yeah, I walked mm. about fifty kilometers myself today to the shops yeah. and back to get some Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> Corinne, are you drinking yourself today, or? I actually went to a vent quite recently and had some champagne, so now I'm back to coffee because it was early for champagne. <laughs> Yeah, it's well, it's always five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. So, I mean, no, I'm drinking iced coffee from Starbucks at Disney Springs. <laughs> other coffee sh- locations are, of course, available, mm-hmm. not at Disney. Uh, yeah. you know, there's, there's reasons for that. Um, 
but thank you thank you for joining us on the show um so thank you for having me whereabouts are you right this second we can hear a little bit of background noise which i like yeah ambience ambience i tried really hard to find a quiet spot but i never noticed how hard it was so i'm at disney springs recently and just had a kid screaming right next to me (laughs) (laughs) uh disney springs west side looking at the water the big balloon disney balloon so you know lovely view so like that's near the amc isn't it that's Mm -hmm. one of the yeah Okay, I've, I've not been in uh, almost six years, so uh, it's trying to get my head around things. Yeah. yeah, Disney Springs is looking, or like downtown Disney, for the people who do not know, uh, it's looking quite a bit changed nowadays. It's very, very the state of progress always. So what's there at the moment? Because, I mean, last time I was there, we had uh, Planet Hollywood um, mm-hmm. in the actual planet itself. Um, obviously, AMC Cinemas. Um the Virgin had gone, it had turned into the car shop, the customised toy car shop. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it called now. Um, but I believe a lot of the area has been kind of moved around. Well, not moved around, but changed somewhat. Yeah, I mean, the Virgin thing is now the Splitsville restaurant that has bowling. Of course, yes, yes. And, I mean, Westside is quite the same, but over by Planet Hollywood, Planet Hollywood right now, they're tearing part of it down to make it look different it's still going to be planet hollywood but Mm. it's going to be the planet hollywood observatory instead so we'll rebranding there and then you have the stk restaurant that's opening soon oh wow yeah there's the whole town center section that's opening soon it's it's quite a lot yeah because um i've actually uh, this evening i had some friends over um and she was she goes over quite a lot and um she was complaining about the the fact that at downtown Disney, sorry, Disney Springs, that mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of restaurants and a lot of uh, eateries, but there's not much in the, in the way of actual shopping. But I and I mean, that's going to change. Mm. Yeah, that's going to change. When Town Center opens, there's going to be tons of shops. It's going to be more, you know, the normal mall kind of shops instead of <laughs> instead of Disney shops, but it's still fun. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I used to... Sorry, Paul. That's okay. I was just gonna. I was just gonna ask. Disney Quest is still is still open, yeah. Yes, that old dinosaur is still there. <laughs> good. good. I've got a soft spot for it. I yeah. know, but it's so old. It's like <laughs> vintage nowadays. It's all trendy. Ah, so am I. We call it we call it retro over here, don't we? Yeah. When we refer to things like that. In fact, um, the pe- the the people I've got over at the moment, um, they probably go to Disney World. Uh, at least once if not twice a year probably mm-hmm. probably minimum um which from the uk is quite a lot to be fair um but yeah. they, they told me it's like they've never ever been to disney quest yeah, yeah. All that it's time. just one of those things you forget because it's quite hidden over on the west side so mm. you know and it's, it's, it's always been removed by our from our tickets now hasn't it because we <sighs> yeah, used to get it, it for free well i didn't mm-hmm. notice until tonight um, yeah. they, they said that, and the last time um, we went, it was still part of our, our park hopper. Um, but yeah, they said that it's not part of that anymore, and it's uh, $47 before tax. Yeah, that's a little much for that. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we were talking about that. I mean, I'm not sure how much uh, an arcade machine costs to, to play in America, but over in the UK, we're probably looking at anywhere between one and two pounds. So mm-hmm. about three to four dollars um, on average to, to play on a, on an arcade game. So you'd have to play quite a few games to make up the money you'd spend to get in. Yeah. 
outside. And it's just that they don't have that many games anymore. And it's like if it's busy during like one of those rainy days, mm. it's, you know, having to wait like 30 minutes to play a game is not fun. <laughs> not when you spend such a premium to get Yeah, in. exactly. Yeah, oh, I kind of agree with that. Um, but we could probably talk about Dizzy Springs all, all night, really, if we, we totally wanted could. to. But that's not really um, what we had you on to discuss. So I think the main thing we want to discuss with you, but of course you're welcome to discuss anything you want, but what we were looking to focus on uh, was a documentary that we've been discussing on here recently. Mm-hmm. The Dreamfinders. So uh, with that, because we, we had um, Anthony on recently, um, I was never sure whether to call him Anthony or Tony. So I, <laughs> I felt comfortable, I called him Tony, but you know, you, you listen back and think, oh, was that a little bit too friendly? I'm not sure. Um <laughs> But uh, and, and he was lovely, and he was telling us about his um, his, his own experience with uh, you know getting involved in this, getting it started, um, right up until his his new adventure of um, of moving down. Um, mm-hmm. the, I think the first question we all need to ask, because I, I know uh, the pools are, are both dying to ask this question as well, but I'm going to jump in first. Does he have accommodation yet? I think he does. It's, you know, it's a situation, so I think he's happy with it. I wow. think he's happy. <laughs> because when, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think when we spoke to him, it was the weekend he arrived, and he literally just, he was just in a car. Yeah. And he no, was trying to no, sell I in. think he, he got himself a place in celebration. I mean, and that's the perfect place to be, so. Indeed. Uh, have, you, have you had much experience in celebration yourself? Or? I mean, I live quite close to celebration, like 20 minutes. So sometimes we go there, walk the dogs and look at all the mansions, you know, that I can't afford to live in. But <laughs> they're very, they're very pretty. <laughs> we described it as a little bit like um, the Truman Show or, or Stepford yeah. Wives. It's very particular, which I think it's... Yeah, it's it's particular for I feel like for the US because it's all about like you can walk everywhere instead of drive. Mm. For me, not being from here, it's you know, I'm like, yeah, walking. <laughs> you can do that everywhere in Europe. So <laughs> it's not you know, it's not that big of a deal, but over here it's very, you know, it's charming and cute and all that. Very, very quaint, yeah. Yes. So so um you mentioned that you're you're not from around these parts. As yes. it were. So, whereabouts did you do you come from, and what's led you to um, Orlando? I'm from Stockholm, Sweden, originally. What? And, yes, <laughs> I am. And I moved to the U.S. about five and a half years ago. I went over here as an international student, and I went to college at the UCF over here, so it's University of Central Florida, for hospitality management. So. As you probably are very familiar with everybody in Europe, getting into the U.S. and staying is not easy. So that was my ticket in. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely not. Um, I know lots of people that have tried to uh, yeah. you know, have that dream of setting up and moving over. And it's, as you say, it's, it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do at all. I should have guessed from your surname, really. Yeah, Because it's, it's, it's not the traditional spelling. No, they them. cannot. They can never spell my last name correctly over here. It's very hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually have family in Norway, so mm, okay. I'm quite familiar with Scandinavia. I've only been to uh, Sweden once and spent a bit of time in Stockholm and Gothenburg, but um, yeah, lovely part of the world. And 
a little bit colder, I would say. Yeah. Than Florida. Not really a fan of the cold weather. So. <laughs> it's way better over here. <laughs> it's a little bit different because I mean, Tony was saying to us that you know, one of the, the best things about leaving New York was the the sunnier climes of Florida. But mm-hmm. I don't think he really understands what winters like when he's no. not seen the winters you get. No. Or the summers, for that matter, that, you know, it, I mean, even though we have a short summer, it gets quite hot. And Sweden mm. doesn't have AC. No. So, that's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and also, depending on where you are in Scandinavia, I mean, um, my family are, are quite low, really, in, in Norway. They're not they're not particularly mm-hmm. up, uh, up north. But um, in the summer, some nights, you, you still have a bit of sun at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's that's nice though. I like that part where it never gets dark ever. <laughs> oh, we was we. I mean, we didn't even know what time it was. We were just drinking, and then you know, someone yep. looks at time and is like, "Oh, hello." <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good excuse. You're you're like, oh, whatever. It never gets dark. <laughs> it, it's the it's the Vegas clock casino scandal all yeah, over again, definitely. isn't it? That's brilliant. So um, so I mean, that's quite a journey to to go from from Sweden to to Florida. Do you? Do you ever miss home at all, or do you feel no. that Disney kind of fills that hole? I have not been back to Sweden since I moved here, and I have no desire to ever go back. What? <laughs> no, I like I moved with my sisters. I have my sister over here. My parents bought a vacation house over here, so they're here all the time. Everybody's just getting over here instead, so I'm just that's perfectly fine with me. I don't want to go back. <laughs> so, um, you mentioned some of the the other places that um, you you do work to do with Disney, mm-hmm. um, what uh, you know was it was it any of those in particular that got you on this documentary or, or how did you begin your involvement with it? Uh, I'm mainly because uh, John, who's Big Fat Panda, uh, I do a, a segment on his show and we're friends, and he kind of helped Tony with connect him to people that we're going to be in the documentary. And he was just like, okay, we have three guys. We need some women in this documentary. So he suggested me and JL to Tony to kind of, you know, even it out a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Because he was like, yeah, they're all like three guys, kind of Italian looking. and (laughs) It's, It's a bit too mafia. Yeah, exactly. So he needed to round it out. So John kind of, connected me to Tony and and he was just like he kind of liked my story that I was from Sweden and that I moved kind of I did move for the Disney reason and just that I did the merchandise thing that he felt was you know a little bit of a different area compared to everybody else so I think that's why I got picked I don't know (laughs) (laughs) well I mean we've actually had to do similar on this show haven't we guys yeah like, like, as of very recently, actually, we've um, we've got a, a lovely new person who hasn't been on the show yet. She will be coming on the show uh, okay. shortly, called uh, Boston White, who is a vlogger. Um, awesome. And um, yeah, so she's kind of being our our female companion because I think that, you know it was a little bit blokey in the mouse's head, wasn't it? Yes. You know, it, with a little bit, yeah. I mean, that's that's in general, if you look at the <laughs> Disney community, even like even over here, like a lot of bloggers, podcasters are guys. So, you know, <laughs> that's just how it is. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know. Guys, what do you think is the reason for that? Do you think there's a there's a common theme or? 
I'm not convinced that there is. It just seems to be the way it is that it kind of... This is the thing we'll sit down and chat about rubbish most of yeah. the time. Like we're, like we're in a pub. And I think yeah. that's kind of where it comes from. I think it is just guys talking about stuff like they do when they go for a drink. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in the UK we have loose women and in America they have the view. So we know that women can sit there for an hour and talk rubbish. But it definitely does seem to be more of a a male dominance when yeah. it comes to I think it, I think it could be like the tech part of it too. Not to say that girls are not into tech, but just the whole like online and and podcasting and all that is maybe just the thing that guys got into way before girls did. So yeah, possibly, yeah, possibly. I mean, but I mean, at the same time, if this monkey can record a podcast and, and push it out, <laughs> then, you know, it can't be too hard for other people as well. No. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so it was really your association with uh, Big Fat Panda that um, got you involved with the documentary. Yeah. And then, of course, he already had Ricky in the documentary and I worked for Ricky. So it was like, you know, I kind of bridged the gap between the, those two in there. <laughs> I think that's quite a, a, a certainly a key theme that we're getting from the documentary. I mean, obviously we haven't seen it yet, and uh, we're, we're eagerly awaiting its release. But um, there does seem to be, you know, quite a a family feel. You know, people knowing each other and and working with each other. So, you know, I'm hoping that kind of shines through on it. Um, it does. I mean. I mean, it's very sorry. I had a couple of kids next to me. I had to no, no, <laughs> and it is. I mean, over here, it's very much like if you go to all the same things, it is a small community and you start to recognize the same people. And even though we're all kind of in competition to each other, we do, you know, we do all hang out and know who each other are and stuff. So it's fun. So did you know everybody before the documentary then, Colin? Yes, I yeah. did. I mean... I, I wouldn't say that, I mean, I hang with them all every week, but except Panda, <laughs> who's currently sitting right next to me. <laughs> but otherwise, yes, I met all of them before and we know each other. It's not yeah. long now, is it? Is it the 17th of May? Yes. No, 16, I think. 16? That's not 16. bad memory from a bloke, is it? To be honest, no. I'm not even looking I'm like, at anything. Even, even I are like, wait, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, if you can hear some background noise now, that's my faithful companion, Flynn, uh, barking because people are leaving. See, most dogs would actually bark because somebody's trying to people break in. People are arriving, yeah. That's right, but no, he actually barks when they leave. <laughs> barks when they arrive, barks when they leave. He's a, he's a crazy, crazy kind of dog. Um, this lost me my train of thought then I was gonna I was gonna have a really riveting question and my mind's gone Ooh. blank does anyone want to fill in <laughs> well my mind's gone blank I think we've got a couple of questions from Facebook as well oh super okay. if you got uh, access to those yeah. them out yeah in fact we've got we've got a couple from from Boston our new vlogger yeah. for you um, what is your favourite part about doing what you do is the first question okay my favourite part is pro- first of all it's really to like I work from home I work from home in the way that I don't have an office that I go to every day and I get to spend a lot of times in the parks it's work but it's still fun you know it's it's a hard thing to explain to people because people do see it as 
sitting in the parks all day and it's not really like that, but it's still, I mean, how can you complain when your job entails going to the Disney parks? It's <laughs> something I'm never going to complain about. So I, I really love that part. But I then the other part that I really love is just meeting all the people that I've met because of my job and, and you know, people who just feel like they want to meet you, they want to talk to you and hang with you. And that's, you know, coming from Sweden where I didn't really have any friends who liked Disney, coming over here and just being surrounded by other Disney fanatics is amazing. So that's probably my two favorite things. And the second question was, what is your all-time favorite piece of Disney merchandise? Whoa. Oh, God, that's, <laughs> that's so hard. Automation, obviously. Yeah, and I, and I shop so much. And my favorite merchandise, I, I could probably not just say one thing, but everything from Tokyo Disney or Disney Store Japan. There is nothing they do that is not just amazing. And I hate them because it's so hard to get and it's expensive. And, you know, it's not the same merchandise as we have over here in the U.S. So those are my favorites. I, I completely sympathize because um, my daughter is called Alice, mm-hmm. named after um, the character from Alice in Wonderland, surprisingly uh, enough. So you can only imagine the stuff that we see that we yep. want to buy for her and just can't. I mean, the the kind of plushes and yeah. uh, toys you can buy in Japan of characters that you'll never they see just, in Yeah, they just love Alice over there. So they're yeah. always releasing huge collections. And, you know, I have personal shoppers over there that I usually buy from, but it's, you know, someone thing where it's like, now you live over in the U.S. and buy these parks and all I'm thinking about is like, I want to get over to Tokyo. <laughs> Was there any others, Paul? Yeah, there's one more from from one of our listeners, Stephen Maxwell. Um, it's, it's a bit of a, a funny one. Um, sure. Please, can you ask Corinne if the service that she provides in promotion of Disney should get her some sort of gratuity or payment from them? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. That would be really nice. So here's the thing. I work with covering Disney news and stuff, but I don't work officially for Disney. Everything is, and people do have that misconception where they think that we work for Disney, and it's not really like that. We're completely unofficial. Do we get invited to media events and stuff like that when they want to promote something? Sure, but we never get paid by Disney, ever. <laughs> no, it's it's one of those seems to be one of those really unfortunate things, isn't it? Really, that would be the the kind of ideal, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, Disney official, the official Disney Parks blog and their Twitter, of course, they have marketing and social media people, but that's most fan sites or websites and podcasts out there are not employed by Disney. So, yeah, no, I I, I completely understand. Um, So one thing, and and Paul, if there's any more that come in while we're recording, please uh, shout up. But um, one other thing that I wanted to ask, you, you kind of mentioned a little bit of it in, in brief um, earlier but um, I wanted to kind of delve a bit more was as you say Sweden is quite far from from Florida and yes. you don't tend you know like you you hear of a lot of uh, people from the UK or, or from Europe going to Disney World quite often but not so much you know Scandinavia and and, and you know Russia and places like that so mm-hmm. what I suppose there's a few questions here. When did you first go to Disney and what was it that made you want to move um, from Sweden to Florida? So I had an aunt who used to live in Florida as a kid 
So my parents, I think my first trip to Disney, I was like one or two because we used to go every, you know, every year during the summer and visit her and stay here. So, you know, I grew up going to the Disney parks thinking that all kids in Sweden get to go to Disney. <laughs> Not very, very spoiled, you know. <laughs> And then, then, you know, you got that period where you're not really interested in it. And then in high school, I went on vacation over here and I had bought an annual, like a two week pass to Universal and just a one day ticket to Disney because, you know, I was going to go for the thrill rides, not the kiddie stuff over at Disney (laughs) and basically went to Disney one day, Magic Kingdom saw wishes and all that and was just hooked you know totally like i can't do anything else i just want to go to disney all the time and that i think it was like 16 17 by that point then i just knew that i wanted to move to the u.s and be close to disney Uh, as i said i we know i think we we do understand that that kind of wish completely um Mm -hmm. blooming family commitments and that kind of stuff guys eh? yeah in a way Certainly does. <laughs> yeah, uh, just one of those things. I was young enough that I could, you know, it was the plan to begin with that I wanted to move over here. So, no, I'm, I, I mean it's it's great, and I'm glad it's uh, it's it's worked out for you. Now, unfortunately, I'm going to have to just pause this conversation just for a second uh, because we've got some bills to pay, uh, and we have to get people to pay those bills. Um, and one of the, the people that helps us pay that bill. Um, is uh, is our friend at Magical Journeys, isn't that right, Mr. D? That's right. <clears throat> Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys. Um, she's a Disney uh, specialist. Um, so whether you've been to Disney World once or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved. So let, let Wendy be the one up at midnight when your window opens to get that tough uh, ADR, like be our guest. Um, and if you if you mention that you heard about uh, Magical Journeys on, on Diz After Dark, you'll get uh, 25% off your deposit. So uh, remember, it's Wendy Prater at, uh, at uh, Magical Journeys, uh, mpmagicjourneys.com. And uh, remember to mention Diz After Dark. Please do, please do. Yeah. And I mean, I think Wendy's going to be, I mean, I, I like to think Wendy's happy with her promotional plugs anyway. But I mean, if you heard the background <laughs> music just then, that kind of jazzy number that was going on in the background, I mean, that could be the, my favourite advert ever, Mr. D. It was atmospheric, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. I thought so. I'm sorry, because <laughs> I'm walking through Disney Springs. We're heading over to the new section because the construction walls just came down. Ooh. So part of my job is going there today and filming and taking photos. <laughs> <laughs> and we were along for the ride. Mm-hmm. That's yes. really cool. <laughs> so, um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the documentary. So what, um, what, what, what's your part on the documentary? I mean, here's, I think first of all, he, Tony really wanted us to explain what we saw. Like, what is it that draws us to Disney? You know, what is that magic that everybody wants to be close to it and work with it and all that. So we, I tried to explain that. And then I think I just kind of showed a different side compared to all the other guys on the documentary. <laughs> Fair enough. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe that was the balance that needs to be addressed, really. You don't, yeah. you don't want too many men for like an hour and a bit. 
Yeah. Talking about the I just think he wanted to have like one person who everybody could identify with. So being both from another country and a woman, you know, then I cover a certain basic. <laughs> you, do, you do tick some boxes. Mm-hmm. Demographics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, um, going off, because um, there were a few things that we wanted to discuss on shows tonight, because, I mean, obviously we, we talk about Disney news as well. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing I, I wanted to ask, and I know a few people have done this now, um, have you seen, or have you had a chance to see the uh, live-action Jungle Book? I have not seen it yet, unfortunately, because I'm a horrible person that I keep waiting for the Disney Parks blog to have their free screening, and then they <laughs> never did. I'm used to I'm used to getting to see my movies for free, <laughs> so they skipped doing a Parks blog meetup for that movie. So I haven't seen it yet. Disgraceful! I can't believe they did that to you. That's that's terrible. I know it's so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, because Mr. Um, D, you've seen it. Yeah, and you wrote a review. I, I kind of wrote a mini review. You've not seen it, Paul? I still haven't seen it, no. no. I went okay. to see Civil War instead. Oh my god, you've seen it already? Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's a good point, actually, because um, I, as some people may know, for some reason, you know, for, for a lot of things, we're months behind America. Mm-hmm. But other times, especially with Marvel films, we're normally a week or two ahead. So, uh, Civil War actually opened up last Thursday. Yeah, oh, it was so mid- Friday. midnight Thursday. Yeah, so Friday, like I suppose, like early morning Friday. Yeah, okay. We'll talk about Civil War in a minute. The only reason I wanted to mention that was because um, the Jungle Book has now surpassed six hundred million dollars worldwide. Wow! Yeah, that's really good. Massive, massive success. Because um, I don't know what your view on this uh, is, Karen, but. Um, I was kind of uh, expressing the other week my kind of worry that Disney are putting a lot of eggs in this live-action basket. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, there's just... We were talking about them last show, weren't we? But, you know, we've got Beauty and the Beast coming out, Little Mermaid. Um, yeah. He's there's tons. The I did, I did Mul- a post for Inside the Magic, and it's 16 movies they have in the works. That are li- animation to live action, which is just wow. insane. Yeah. That, that is. I mean, we'll see if all of them get made, but just that they have <laughs> 16 planned is kind of crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I'm still waiting for Tron 3 to happen, so I know what it's like for Disney <laughs> to announce something and then pull the rug out from underneath you at the last minute. But, um, yeah, but, but saying that, at the same time, um, you know, I, I wasn't particularly fond of Maleficent. I wasn't particularly fond of Cinderella. But The Jungle Book, uh, I, I thought, was really well done. So while I still think it's a little bit of uh, an odd thing to do to put so many films on like that, um, if they're mm-hmm. going to be up to the calibre of The Jungle Book, then I'll give them a bit of a pass, to be honest. Um, but I think that, that pretty makes it um, probably its biggest live-action hit. Yeah, I, don't I think, think so. I don't too. think Maleficent made that much money. I'll have to double check, but uh, yeah, and you know, we all know that this podcast is often factually wrong, so <laughs> we'll probably find out Maleficent made like a billion dollars for no apparent reason whatsoever. Uh, it's another fight for another day, um, but yeah. So I think we have to be careful, Paul, with where we go with this next. Yeah. But as you said. Captain America Civil War has come out already. So, um, without revealing too much, 
can you kind of just give us enough information for us to all have our appetites wettened? Does yeah, he die at the end? That's Dave, a too much. Too much, Mr. Dave. Too much. In. Oh, okay. <laughs> what I will say was, I know it's getting a lot of really great reviews, and don't get me wrong, I loved it. I'm still a huge Marvel fan, but it's not quite up to the standards, I'd say, of the first Avengers film, and probably not even the last Captain America film for me. Um, it's probably in my top three or four. Um, okay but I wouldn't put it right at the top. I still think the first Avengers is up there, as is uh, Winter Soldier. Um, as You can probably tell a lot of people have talked about it as looking at it and seeing all these superheroes and going, why is it not called Avengers? It's very much still Captain America's story. That's um, good. It's really good. It's very much about him and about Bucky um, and that whole storyline more than it is pitting the Avengers against the Avengers um, I'm I'm on the edge about Black Panther I I liked him but at times he he got on my nerves a bit um, and I know he's getting a lot of rave reviews about being this great new character Spider-Man brilliant he's he's right up there as the best Spider-Man even after only seeing him for one film um but it was the returning characters for me that had that backstory, and even ones that we'd not we'd not seen a lot of. Scott Lang, Ant Man, brilliant. It's a wonderful introduction to the Avengers, and I'm glad he's now part of it. And it, it kind of does set up his next film as well. Um, what we should be looking forward to in the next next Ant Man film, um, and of course, Robert Downey Jr. What can you say about him? Uh, he is just, Iron Man. Yeah, you just run out of words for him. It's just, even when you don't think there's going to be something there, there's just that spark that he gives to a film. Um, and I'm not going to give away any of the storyline. I think we know the basis of what the film's built around. Um, but yeah, it's definitely up there in the, the top three or four. So in terms of that, because um, as a lapsed comic book fan, and by that I mean I still like them, but I... I run out of time to read comic books a good few years ago now um i'm, I'm kind of familiar a little bit with the civil war storyline um how closely does that and i mean I, I know it's hard because this film is obviously you know part one of two yeah. but um up to the end of the part one how much does that closely follow the actual storyline of the comics to be fair other than it being captain america versus iron man it really doesn't um it's not that close to it at all. Oh, wow. Um, the reasons for the, the battle has no nothing to do with that original storyline from the comic book. It's basically just taken the name and the two main characters. Now, I will... I know we said no spoilers, so I know that I'm arguing <laughs> a lot here, but um, I just want to be clear uh, uh, at no point because obviously we know that the main rivalry from the trailers is, is Iron Man and Captain America um, at any part of the film do they discover that their mother's name is Martha <laughs> no okay Martha that's, that, that's fine that's yeah. fine as long as that's uh, as long as that, cool. that was and, the thing you were worried about <laughs> oh absolutely yeah 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 yeah. It's, it's, I mean it's already ruined the comic book film I couldn't be bothered to go and watch 
uh, this year. <laughs> I didn't want it to ruin another one that I will actually pay to go and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that, that that did make me laugh. Um, now, now I did go and see the ultimate superhero movie last week. Not Disney though. Ultimate superhero film. The, ma- the Man Who Flies. <gasps> I know who you're talking about. You're talking about Edward uh, Ed- Edwards. Eddie the Eagle. Yeah. What a guy. And it's, it didn't, I mean, not too surprisingly, but it didn't do that well in America. Yeah. I think it was, uh, I think his story wasn't as well known. Well, Wolverine didn't get his claws out. I think that was the problem. He he definitely should have done. He should have done that. that yeah. I mean, that would have made the ski jumping a hell of a lot more interesting. Yeah. Do you reckon Eddie the Eagle might appear at the end of the new X-Men film? Yeah, I think there'll be a little, yeah, little thing the, at the yeah. end, do you, yeah. Do you think that's the cameo in the trailer? It's not Wolverine. Yeah. yeah, it's actually it's Eddie, Eddie the Eagle. Eagle. Yeah, it's Eddie Eagle. And it's, it's talons, not claws. I get it. <laughs> Very good. Um, and also, um, just it, just in case you need to be told this, you shouldn't do, but there is, uh, at least in, in, in the UK release of the film, when we're talking about Civil War again, um, there is a uh, midway credit scene, and there is also one right at the end of the credits. I mean, nearly okay. anyone that's ever seen a Marvel film will stay right to the end of it anyway because of the... Yeah, but people still go. Exactly. Before, like, they leave. before, And I'm like, have you not learned by this point? It's yeah. Like, it's I, not like yeah, I did it once. <laughs> it's not like I did it once. I mean, it, I think even the first Iron Man had one, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So yeah, I, Samuel I don't... Samuel L. Jackson was in the end. Yeah, of course he was. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even, the, Dead, uh... even Deadpool, who's not even, like, like, you know, directly connected to Disney, had after credit scene so mm-hmm. what I liked about it's that really one weird. as well is uh, cause I saw that one at Deadpool was mm-hmm. um, people taking quite a while to go oh it's a Ferris Bueller reference that's why he's wearing the same outfit as him at the end of the film it's like yes he's wearing the same dress again and it looks the same kind of set because it's supposed to be ripping off that film mm. so you know I, I understand that if you were born past 1986 or something and maybe not knowing that film very well but come on um going back to what we were saying about the jungle book um actually uh i, I forgot about this alice in wonderland is their biggest success oh. in that in that um avenue as as of now of course um which i i, I it's weird because i don't i know it is but i i never considered alice in wonderland a live-action yeah. remake because the story is so different. I'm such a bad Disney fan. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> so, what, the I cartoon probably... or the live-action one? <laughs> yeah, the live-action one. Yeah. Okay, because, I mean, my daughter's just started getting into it. She loves the cartoon, which is lucky for us mm-hmm. since she's named after it. But um, she started to watch the live-action one, and it's only through repetition that I've actually started to really enjoy it. Um, I don't rate it that highly, but... So, like, um, I mean, obviously, Maleficent takes a lot of uh, credence with the Stephen Beauty story, um, and Cinderella is quite faithful to the cartoon, I think. Mm-hmm. But Alice in Wonderland, the storylines are different. The characters are the same, or very similar, but even some of the characters are different as well. So, I don't really yeah. see it. I mean, Jungle Book, to me, uh, is quite a fa- is quite faithful to the cartoon. Would you say, Mister D? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, same basic elements. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, uh, obviously, it's good. some differences, but I don't understand yeah. everyone kind of getting upset that Cars, voiced by Scarlett Johansson, 
That well, me. yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see what she brought to it. Um, you know, just having her voice there for that, but it didn't bother me. Um, no, it's good. It's good to hear that Bagheera's in the uh, the new Captain America movie, even yeah. though he did annoy Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, again, that crossover, that? that universe. Yeah, there's a meme going around that's a picture of Mowgli and Bagheera. And then um, there's another one, and it's Black Panther and I think it's Spider-Man. Well, I, I, was, I was trying to cause chaos yesterday on someone else's show, um, in my Disney opinion, um, where I... Um, hilariously confused the Black Panther with uh, the animated Pink Panther. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Mark didn't get the joke as quickly as I was hoping, so it kind of felt a bit flat, but uh, I thought it was very funny, because um, I asked about if he had a bumbling French sidekick, but um, yeah, it didn't really work. Um, so, Alice in Wonderland is the biggest worldwide grossing, as of now, live-action Disney film at just over a billion dollars. Um, Maleficent (laughs) is second with 758 Jungle Book though is at 684 Mm. so I mean it's it's inching closer and closer to Maleficent I I reckon it will surpass that within the next month it's got to isn't it yeah Yeah. I can't see it not Um, and the lowest one so far don't know why it's saying it but Oz the Great and Powerful (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what cartoon that Disney made that's a remake of, but um, yeah, that's on that list as well. Which, yeah. uh, I'm st- to be honest, I'm actually surprised it made as much money as it did, that piece of crap. But um... uh, yeah, We saw it. It was, on, it was on the BBC at Christmas, and we literally watched the first 10 minutes and turned it off. I've got to be honest, the, the, first, the first 10 minutes or so in 3D were really good. Um, they made a lot, a lot of good use of pop-out effects and things like that. Um, but the rest of it, no matter how pretty it looked, just bored me to tears. Just just very dull. Just disappointing, yeah. really. It was a disappointment. Mm. Yeah. I did quite like Alice in Wonderland, though. I thought that was pretty good. We watched the trailer for the new one today, because the new one comes out in a few weeks. In fact, mm-hmm. I tell you what, one thing I don't understand is Disney have really packed out their schedule. Because we had Zootopia a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Jungle Book. Yep. Two weeks later, Civil War. Three weeks later, depending where you live. Civil War. Mm-hmm. Then at the end of May, we've got Alice Through the Looking Glass. And then we have, in June, Finding Dory. Mm-hmm. Disney Pixar. And then in July, we've got the BFG. Yeah. But I think that's because they have so many IPs by now. They have so many different, you know, like Pixar, and then you have the animation and Marvel, and they bought so many companies. I know, but they're literally making. It's almost like they're releasing a film a month. Yeah. In fact, they 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 probably are. I reckon by the end of the year there'll be twelve Disney films. Or you got Rogue One as well at the end of the year. Rogue One, Doctor Strange. Yeah. In October. Oh, is Thor out this year as well? No, that's next year. Okay. I think that's next October. Right, I thought it was this October. That's why I was getting a bit confused. No, no it's Doctor Strange this October. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I I understand now why they turned around and said that they're not going to be, uh, you know, we don't have room in the schedule for Tron. Because they probably don't. <laughs> when else are they going to release another film? But They've even asked another Marvel film. They have, haven't they? they yeah. Uh, Inhumans. Yeah. Yes. 
So that's that's on the way out. I, I did see that one. Um, but the bad news, of course, is with all of these films, uh, the ones they did announce. So Maleficent 2 is definitely on with Jolie back. And did you hear that they're doing Cruella de Vil? Yeah, yeah. with Emma Stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if anyone else watches it, but my wife watches... My wife watches uh, Once Upon a Time. Yes. You watch that? Yep, I, I, I saw... I don't watch it, but I sometimes uh, will be sitting there when she's got she's watching it on on Netflix, and um, Cruella de Vil's in that at the moment. And, it and she's just, pretty good, that woman who plays. Yeah, no, I mean to be fair, I think she, you know, the, you know, because of the outfit and the hair and everything like that, and the way she was acting, you could tell who she was supposed to be, which is good. Yeah. But I don't know. I think Emma Stone's a little bit of a stunt cast, to be honest. I think she's a popular actress at the moment. Um. Jolie, to me, you, when when they announced her as Maleficent, it, I could see it straight away. But I don't really see Emma Stone in that row, role. Mm, I don't know. No. Just a bit of an odd one. A bit of an odd one. Yeah, I don't think she's going to knock spots off it. But um, It depends on if they're going to be super faithful, you know, to the animation, or if they're going to take it in a new direction. Well, maybe, I mean, but we've already had, haven't we? Um, so, other than Once Upon a Time, uh, we've already had Cruella Deville twice in live action before that. Yeah. In yeah. 101 and 102 Dalmatians, um, but it's the it's the fact it's going to be like an origin story is going to, is what's interesting me because in Maleficent they tried to make Maleficent not the bad guy, didn't mm. they? It was supposed to be actually Maleficent was really nice and kind and not evil at all. And kind of change the whole perception. So, yeah. it, interesting to see if that's what they're going to try and do with Cruella de Vil, or if they are just going to explain why she's as horrible as she is. I mean, if you're born yeah. called Cruella, but people hated you're... that with Maleficent, did they? I, I did. I did personally. Uh, you know, I was <laughs> on that same podcast yesterday. We were talking about my opinions on Maleficent, and I think it was well cast for the, the two leads of the King and, and Maleficent. Um, but I thought the actress playing Aurora was terrible. I mean, her British accent was was bad. <laughs> you know, it's Dick Van Dyke levels are bad. Um, and I didn't like the fact that it changed Sleep and Beauty as a story because mm-hmm. it kind of, like, removed all of that, uh, that, that stuff that you grew up knowing from the, the cartoon. Um, so that's what I didn't like. And... I, to be honest, what else has Maleficent got to say? Do we really need a second Maleficent film? Did we not say all we need to say in the first one? I don't. I don't know. It's odd. odd, odd, odd. Yeah, Got to keep those franchises rolling. Uh, you do. Yeah, Star Wars exactly. be around forever. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they come up with original. Yeah. I, I did feel sorry for uh, what was the actress who played uh, Aurora? Oh. Oh my god. Anyway, I, I just felt sorry for her because I think at the end of each day's shooting, she must have had like two ice packs on her cheeks because she just smiled so hard through the whole thing. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, she must have been like, oh my god, my face aches. Elle Fanning. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. All right. I knew she had a famous sister and I couldn't remember who her famous sister was. <laughs> Elle Fanning. There you go. Yes. Yeah, but no, I know what you mean. Very, very smiley. Mm. Very smiley. Um, well, that's, that's all the film news. Now, um, 
we do have another sponsor. Now, the sponsor itself hasn't changed. However, due to differing circumstances, I believe, Paul... <coughs> Sorry, I've got such a lump in my throat tonight. Um, I believe we're not going to be doing our usual plug for him. No, we're not. Um, so, Logan has started a new podcast... Um, this one based around Halloween Horror Nights. Um, it's called Scare Zone, um, and Logan will actually be joined by one of our regular co-hosts, uh, Christopher Ripley. Um, he'll be joining them, obviously, with his uh, Halloween Horror Nights knowledge, having written a book about it. Um, and they'll also be joined by uh, ex-WWE wrestler Scotty Too Hotty. Um, they've released their first episode now, um, and that was talking to... Um, one of the people that created Halloween Horror Nights at Orlando, um, so that's out, and I believe the second episode's ready to go, um, um, which will introduce Scotty to the to the audience. I think uh, Chris did his on the first episode, um, and yeah, the second one's due out shortly, I think. Wow! So uh, cool. that's available on iTunes and all the, the regular places. places. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, co-hosts of Europe's biggest Disney podcast author of various books and now co-host of another podcast we're going to have to start calling him the talented Mr. Ripley <laughs> <laughs> ba boom oh. hey. yeah. thank you it's, it's jokes like that that it makes us wonder why we continue with this show um, so anyway give them a listen as well if not just to support our good friend Mr. Ripley um, right was, was there anything else that we wanted to to discuss tonight or in particular so, Philip we talked about Tokyo merchandise earlier we did uh, <laughs> but some pretty big uh, news yes. in terms of expansions at Tokyo now, quite a big uh, do you is this something you talk about yourself as well do you talk much about the, the other parks or is it normally focused on the Orlando area you mean with work or stuff or yes Yes. No, we cover all all of the parks. So, of course, when somebody announces like new rides, that's amazing. It just sucks that it's never it's never in the US anymore. <laughs> uh, well, it's like not to complain, but like a Beauty and a Beast ride cuz that's just amazing and even Big Hero 6 that they're getting an attraction based on that. That's Japan is really amazing. But you got to remember our local park is Paris, so uh, Mr. D, what are the details on these new rides if people haven't seen the stories? Um, ah, damn. I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> one of them. Uh, I well, did one have it up. One of them. Regular sex, yeah. And, yeah, and um, it's, it's in face. both parks, isn't it? It's in yeah. Disney Sea and it's in the, the Disney yeah, Land them, Park. One of them's Big Hero 6 and one's Beauty and the Beast, I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yep. There, yeah. And I mean the 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 Big Hero Six ride, I couldn't work because I mean there was there was drawings, but it's hard to make out sometimes what the rides are going to be. It mm-hmm. looked a little bit like a teacup ride. Yeah, I did. But I think it's going to be but a bit I mean, more than that. It's not going to be done until 2020, so I'm oh, expecting wow. it's probably going to change quite a lot until then. Yes, yeah, I imagine so. And what the Beauty of the Beast is, is that going to be a, a dark ride? Do we think or? Yeah. They said uh, it, it's, just, it's going to be a whole land, actually. But oh wow, it's yeah, incl- it it's going to include dark ride and restaurants and everything. So yeah, and a Re- shop. It says it'll recreate Be- Beast Castle and Bell's Village, um, and then the ride will take guests right into Beast's Enchanted Castle. 
So, uh, and then it's also there's going to be a, a, a new live theatre in Fantasyland. Yeah. And some expansions to Toontown. Yeah, it's definitely on my bucket list, Tokyo. Yeah, God. It's the ultimate park. Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about our ultimate parks before. I mean, I still, I really do want to visit Shanghai. I'm not going to be able to visit either Shanghai or Tokyo or Hong Kong, but um, I'd love to. I mean, really, Shanghai just for the, the Tron ride and also the um, the new parts of the Caribbean. I'm yeah. interested in that. Because it's quite funny. Like, I love parts of the Caribbean and I don't like the changes they made in the two American parks, which I believe we are still going to get in Paris because I like the traditional version. But Oh, you mean that they added Jack Sparrow and stuff? Yeah, and I know it's, I know it's minor. I know it's minor. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, when I was going around it, I, I, I knew it had been added, you know? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they made the animatronics look as good as possible. They didn't look completely lifelike. They were still in the style of the rest of the pirates, but they still looked different. Um, yeah. But the fact that, you know, in, in Shanghai, it's a completely new ride that's completely different to any of the other rides is what mm-hmm. interests me about, about that. And they can base that around the, the film franchise, no problem. I've got no problem with that at all. But I kind of wish they'd kept the original rise the same. I suppose rides are going to change, haven't they? What can you do? Yeah. <laughs> Was it just those two, Mr. D? Those two rides? Um, well, you got the yeah, you got the theater. Uh, you got Mickey's uh, Toontown. There's some expansion there. I think Minnie's going to get a new meet and greet. Um, Big Hero Six, The Beauty and the Beast. So I think there was one other, but can't uh, sorry. can't look at that. Yeah, I was sorry. Oh, yes. yeah. That's right. Yeah, because yeah. they had unusual. It's not Hanglander, is it? It was. A, it looked like a like a kind of horse-drawn carriage, or not not a horse-drawn yeah. carriage, but a carriage you were in rather than a. Mm-hmm. A hang glider, so that was. Uh... And I think the movie is going to be different too. So, I, I, I'm guessing it will probably be different. It will probably be the the one that they're looking to introduce in the other parks. They'll probably just try and uniform it. I'd have, I'd have thought maybe I'm, I'm mm-hmm. wrong. I don't know. But uh, yeah. lots mm. of change. And actually, we've got a new meet and greet in Disneyland Paris. Ooh. That yeah. got knocked up the other day. Um, a Winnie the Pooh one. The only problem is that they've spelled honey wrong on the pots around the tree. <laughs> Seriously? So it's spelled, it's yep. spelled correctly. It's spelled the correct way instead yeah. of the, the Winnie the Pooh way. Yeah, which is <laughs> just completely wrong. and it, It's such a schoolboy error, but what can you do? Um, oh, That's it, exactly. It's just spell it right, Disney, for God's sake. Um, we're almost running out of time. So with that in mind, um, Corin, if you would like to... Um, well, first of all, if you wouldn't mind uh, telling people where they can get the documentary from um, or, or how they can obtain a documentary, that'd mm-hmm. be great. And then if you want to uh, plug anywhere to, for people to find you, please do. Of course. So DreamFinders documentary you can find at dreamfindersmovie.com on May 16th. And you can, of course, see the trailer and everything and pre-order it right now. Uh, you can find me at Instagram.com slash Disney Lifestylers. And you can find links to all my other social media on there. And you can find my articles on InsideTheMagic.net. And also Big Fat Panda Show. Check that out <laughs> on YouTube. We've had Big Fat Panda on before. He's, he's been a great guest. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he does some very good work. 
Right, excellent. Well, thank you very much for, for taking time to join us, um, especially being in such a glorious location. I mean, <laughs> right right now, I'm, uh, well, we're in England, it's dark. It's been quite nice weather-wise, to be fair, but it's not been mm. Orlando weather. Um, no. And, and you're at Disney Springs, so somebody has I a better know. life. So, uh, <laughs> you know, enjoy it. Enjoy your day. Say hi to uh, the BFP for us, please. And, I will. Um, Thank you very much. And uh, anytime you want to come on, just just give us a shout, and we're glad to have you. Um, oh, thank but, you. No, you're welcome. But on that note, time, gentlemen, please. And uh, the voting is still open for the results, isn't it? For another week. Yeah. Please yeah. do that on our Facebook page, facebook.com/disafterdark. Where else can they find us, Mister D? Uh, they could find us. Did you say Facebook? You said Facebook. Did, yeah. uh, they could find us on our blog, disafterdark.blogspot.co.uk, uh, and we're also on Twitter at disafterdark. See what professional! I messed up his his own work there, and he still <laughs> managed was, to get the stuff right. It was just seamless. I know. Oh, just just amazingly what, well what done. What a pro! Oh, absolutely. Um, and also, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on iTunes, it'd be mostly appreciated by all of us, but especially Craig because he loves yeah. iTunes review. Preferably um, a good one, but whatever you know. We do, we do <laughs> like good ones, can, uh... but we have read out really bad ones before. So um, yeah. give us. I tell you what, give us a five star review, and if you want to slag off the show do it in the comments bit but still give us five stars and we'll still read it out so it's fine mm. um but thank you very much for joining us and we will speak to you in a week's time thank you yeah thanks Goodbye. Bye. bye bye